Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. That had fat on it. And the fat was also a sacrifice. Sometimes we misunderstand what God asked as a sacrifice. We think it had always had to do with sin. It didn't always have to do with sin. There was a sin offering, but then there was other offerings as well. What I'm speaking about today is the other offering. So many times, and people, I want you to hear this. I I keep hearing this over and over and over and over as I deal with people. And especially I'm hearing more so even in the last year that I, uh, people from this church and not from this church, that I hear this thing coming, the constant condemnation that somehow we find comfort in. That perhaps there's a certain religion of darkness and droopiness and doomy, gloomy lifestyle that somehow brings a condemnation to where we attribute holiness to. There's a universal guilt that I believe that we're all affected by, and that's what it is. There is, it's a religion that we can't have things going too well. We can't, we, we always have, it's like, sorry to say this, but like, I almost have to say this, I, I really hesitate, but on a car. Sorry if it's offense anyone, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who's in our, our midst here. Cars are all right, just no chrome. The darker, the gloomier, the cloudedness, the doominess, the suppressedness must somehow have to do with the holiness of God. That is a guilt that some people find treasure in. And what they have as a result, they go into depression and have all kinds of depressed ideas. And they never experience the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is not a strength to them. They find their strength in other securities of things they can produce or things that they cannot do. To somehow achieve God's attention that, and I'll say this, I've said it years ago. Um, I'll say this because it, it works right into this message. Some of you are, I'm 61 years old. Some of you do not remember that many years ago there was a blizzard that went through here. I was just a young married man, so it would have been probably, uh, this would have been probably close to 40 years ago. There was a blizzard, and I forget what year it was, but it was strong and it was windy. I've never seen anything like it. What happened is, through that time, I was still Amish. And so I didn't have the convenience of going somewhere. But at that time, I had a piece of heavy equipment. And the storm came upon us so quick and so fast, and we didn't have a warning. I didn't have a radio, so I didn't know that this is coming. I heard some people say somewhere that supposedly there's a big storm coming. Well, I didn't have my antifreeze quite correctly in this certain piece of equipment. And the storm came, and it got so cold so fast and the wind blew so much that I could not get a driver to take me anywhere because it was simply almost entirely invisible to be on the road. There was no traffic. Uh, Some of you remember that, right? Yep, some hands go up. You remember that. That was some experience. I knew that if I didn't add antifreeze in that piece of equipment, 
and it was like five miles away from me, that it'll probably bust the block and it'll cost a lot of money. And we didn't have any money, we were just married. And so I decided, rather than that, I'm going to walk. And I'm walking all the way those five miles. And as I left my house, I bundled up as much as I could and put a raincoat on so the wind wouldn't penetrate. I mean, it was, it was the snow didn't come down, it came sideways. And I literally got lost down on the bottom of the hill close to what we call used to be Dutch Harvest restaurant area. I got lost. The wind was so strong, I couldn't find my sense of direction. What happened is I stopped, couldn't find the edge of the road, and I was lost. And I didn't know which way to turn. I stopped. I started going left and right. Never had a problem with traffic. There was nothing on the road. But somehow in that moment, something gripped me that I felt lost, I felt, am I going to die here? There was, I don't know even which way is home, because I had a direction, as long as I walked, I kept that direction, but when I stopped, I, I couldn't see anything. So I went left and right, and I came to a railing, which was known as that bridge right there, it was on top of the bridge and didn't know it. Then the thought came through me, God must be happy with me. He must be happy with me because I'm being lost. I'm having some real hard moment right now. He must like that. That thought has never left me because I believe it was the beginning of a wake-up in my heart that God does not operate that way. For some reason, we think that through my pain, through my defeat, God somehow has a little, gets a little joy out of it. That's not the way it is. That is not the way it is. Now, as we continue to go with this, this and I, I've heard that over and over and over, some people that have felt that if they have too much joy, they feel guilty about it. I've dealt with this over and over in people's lives. That's wrong. It's completely wrong. I want to look at some of these things now in Psalms chapter 92, verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Verse 14. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Verse 15 to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Okay, so here we read, they shall be fat and flourishing. I'm talking a little bit different about fat today. The word fat, if you look it up in Greek and do a, a, a little bit of a diligent study on the word, it simply means fed by grain, stalled or installed, Something that requires time and energy to bring about. Something that doesn't just happen. Something that you put effort forth in producing to make it better. In other words, we don't just uh, take something. I'll, I'll give you an example. The, we're right at the time of the year where there's a lot of fairs going on. And what they do is there's young people from different clubs and so forth. They bring 
young children, they bring uh, uh, some cattle. They'll bring it and they'll try to get the first or the best prize. What they do when they sell that uh, and the way they raise it is they go out and take diligent and they, they take that. We had a neighbor that did that for many years until their children were grown. You'd see him walk around with a cow. There was a cow and they led it around, go up the hill and down to the parking lot and then back and forth and back and forth. And you knew they were the ones that are gonna have this at the fair and they did. And they almost always, this is mass trucking, they almost always won the grand championship because they spend a lot of time to get this fatted calf to be the perfect fatted calf. They fed it the right things, they put effort forth to make it the best. That's the fact that God is wanting. God is wanting that which is the best part of us, and he wants that as a sacrifice. That's what he's looking for, that sacrifice. Now, I want to turn to Isaiah chapter 53, or 55, I'm sorry, and I want to read some verses here from 1 to 13. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, Come ye and buy and eat, ye come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. When we look at feeding or fatting, if I can say it that way, bringing that fatted calf into a fatted place where it becomes something very special, one of the things that often comes to the children of God is, I would serve you in other capacities, Lord, but I don't have money. I don't have enough money to reach around. There's some things that I need in order to somehow bless you. Now here he invites us. He says, sing, O barren. I'm sorry. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, he that has no money, living by faith, he that has no means of fulfilling that which they deem acceptable unto God. If I could go and be a missionary somewhere into another country, and if I could do this and this and this for God, then God would smile on me and I could do great things. He's saying no. He's saying ho, 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 stop. Ho, every one of you that thirsteth, come ye to the waters that and he that has no money, come ye and buy. You see, what God is looking for that comes from the fat of our life is nothing to do with money. Come and buy. You can buy it, but it doesn't cost money. There is other ways, and there is a more proper way to bless God and to pursue the things that God wants us to walk in. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without a prize. Now we'll continue reading here. I'm going to read, I think, about up to 13 is the way I had said. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. Let your soul delight itself in completeness, in fatness, in overflowingness. Quite a bit different of this doomy, gloomy Christianity I'm speak I was speaking about. 
that there is a guilt that, has, that kind of rests on us and now we feel more righteous. I don't know how many people that I've encountered in my lifetime that have said that very thing. That somehow if they are too filled with joy, they feel condemned. That's a religious spirit. That's not what God is saying. Incline your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. You see, if it's an everlasting covenant, that's a covenant that never stops. It's eternal. Everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not. Nations that knew not thee run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel. And for he has glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon his name while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will, give him, uh, and he will have mercy upon him and to, whom, and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your own thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. As for the heavens are as for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not hither thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, it shall give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of the mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and I shall prosper. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.